Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Bionic Commando for the Game Boy. Bionic Commando for the Game Boy was developed by Minakuchi Engineering and published by Capcom in July 92 in Japan and September of 1992 in North America and European territories. All right. Now, you may recognize that name, Minakuchi Engineering. Yeah, it sounds familiar. What's it? What are they from? They were the company that did all of the quote unquote good Mega Man Game Boy games. Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. And then later on, they also did... Magic Sword and Knights of the Round for the Super Nintendo. Oh, I like both of those guys games. And then the only other thing to note I found uh, about this was that the music in the game was ported and a few original tunes were done by Koiji Murata. And he started at Konami and then later moved to Capcom. But he also did the music on uh, the NES Skater Die and Top Gun. Okay, yeah. Wow. Uh, Capcom and Konami are like the high water marks of NES music, you know, so. Yeah. He's on both sides. And then this game is a remake, reskin. It's a kind of hard one to pin down. <laughs> yeah. But this, but it does have a pseudo-sequel on the Game Boy Color, and okay. that would be Bionic Commando Elite Forces. Okay, yeah, I have not played that. I haven't either, but it looks pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I saw it popping up, so I was like, eh, maybe, maybe some other time I'll check her out. One day. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Bionic Commando for the Game Boy? It is a side-scrolling action platformer. Indeed it is. And in this game, like the original for the Nintendo, there is no jump. Nope, still no jump. To traverse the world, you walk around, but, you know, the real draw of this and the other Bionic Commando games is that you have a grappling hook arm. Yes. And that is how you uh, traverse the world vertically and sometimes horizontally. Yeah, you can uh, swing around a little bit. Um, it's, you know, very similar to the NES version. It, uh, what, what skills I had left from my previous adventures seem to carry over pretty well here. Yeah, I felt like the play control was very similar from what I remember to the original Nintendo version. For sure. I mean, there's a lot that is, you know, like uh, you have this pretty much the exact same like overhead map of all the areas and routes. Mm hmm. In neutral areas, you can explore them to find items and such, but don't shoot your gun. No, you'll set off the alarms and everyone will be upset and try to shoot you. <laughs> uh, one thing that is uh, different from the NES version is that your troop carrier battles now, instead of being the overhead commando style like they used to be, they're just a, a short little side-scrolling level. Yeah, I, I do miss that. I like the overhead uh, callback to the original commando that this is kind of a sequel to. Yeah, I and it's like those side-scrolling levels are almost really fun because they're 
Well, A, they're outside, like, it, um, <laughs> and you know, you have these little trees that you can grapple from the branches. And it's like, I, I wish that there weren't as many enemies falling from the ceiling because it was like, I could really get some momentum going. And, and I was, I was really having a fun being able to just grapple around, you know, and fly mm -hmm. through this short level without having to worry about falling to my death or anything. Like, I kind of wish there was a little more of that, you know? Indeed. But there is so much that does return from the Nintendo version. Let's talk about some of the items you're going to find in this game. Let's do it. Uh, you have the bioprotein. Yeah, this was the medicine or pills before, but pretty much same function here, restores all your life. Yes. Something that also returned from the NES version is that you press start to use your uh, bioprotein and select to pause. So that kind of inversion there resulted in me wasting it a couple times, just like the NES. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel you on that one. Uh, next up, we have the flare. Yep. Just like uh, in the NES, you use it to light up one level, and that is it. <laughs> yeah, you have to have it to see in that level and get through it. Yeah, yeah. I think Route 4. Mm -hmm. Then we have the leg armor, weirdly named. <laughs> yeah. These let you attack enemies when you're swinging. You can already kind of stun an enemy if you land on top of them, but this will actually damage them. Mm -hmm. It should be like spiked boots. Yeah, yeah. I think the manual calls them attack boots, but... Okay. You know. Uh, and then we have a permit. Just like the flare, these are just... This gets you into one of the neutral areas. The neut yeah, the neutral key. zone. And finally, we have the hyper barrel. Yeah, and this is just gives you a rapid fire with your initial weapon. You're only your first gun. You can fire a little faster, you know, just like in the NES one. It's kind of not very useful because you already have better weapons by the time you get it. You don't want to go back to that starting exactly. gun. And we're going to get to the weapons here in a minute, but let's first talk about the armor. Oh, sure. Yeah, you have uh, some of your equipment is just armor. Um, you have the shield goggles. <laughs> yeah. And the shield goggles let you get uh, one extra hit without taking damage. Yes. And then you get you get a, a helmet and then like a bulletproof vest, I guess. I don't, they each deflect one more bullet than the previous. So you'll get two two bullets deflected from the, the helmet and three from the armor. Okay. Each step is a welcome addition because anytime you don't have to heal is very handy. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I didn't mention it in the item sections, but uh, just like in the original game, there are receivers that you have to get. And each one lets you use the comm rooms in different levels. Yeah, they, they're spaced out similarly and to the NES one where the first three levels you'll use the first one and so forth, you know. Uh, the difference here is that instead of being distinguished by color, they're all different shapes, and I kind of like that. Yeah, and they each named after the different letters of the Greek alphabet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Alpha, beta, epsilon, and gamma. Yes. And then finally, we have the weapons. Yeah, that's right. You'll find a selection of five different guns in this game. You start off with your assault rifle, which mm -hmm. just shoots straight forward, left or right. Although I feel like the bullet, I don't know if it's just a reflection of the, being a tiny bit zoomed in, but it's a larger bullet than in the original. Yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, the next gun you'll probably find is the wide range rifle. Yeah, and that's a spread gun. Yeah, little three bullet spread. Uh, pretty cool short range, though. Very short. And then you'll probably find the grenade launcher. Which is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> just like... Uh, <laughs> Just like the NES version, this kind of uh, obsoletes all the other guns, even though you get it before several other ones, because it mm -hmm. is full screen range and very strong. Yeah, and uh, you can hit enemies behind barrels and other obstacles with it. Yeah, and there's a couple, or I think just one, but it's you need it to knock down a barrier to get through a certain level. Yeah, 
And after that, you can get the Vulcan M274, which... And it's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called in the NES one, but it's it's another short-range kind of spread, but it goes... It shoots up, down, and forward. It's very good for hiding right up against the power cores and shooting up into them. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's it's a little tricky. It's the only one I, I would ever use after the rocket launcher because there's a few spots where being able to shoot up or down is pretty useful. Exactly. Mainly at boss fights. Sure, yeah. And then at the end, you get the M83A machine gun. Yeah. Which, uh, it's a rapid fire, shoots a little spread. Um, I remember it being touted in the NES manual as a 22.5 degree spread, and that seems to apply here. But like you said, once you already have the grenade launcher, it's just not nearly as useful. No, and that's like the last gun you get, so it's like I I never used it. Oh, there is one gun <coughs> you get at the very end. Mm-hmm. Just like in the original. Yeah, this is the SAPDS that you use to shoot. Not Hitler. Not Hitler, and not in a helicopter, <laughs> but in an escape pod. Now, as we said, there is life in this game. Uh, The only way to refill it is with that bioprotein. But there are also lives in the game. Yeah, you start with three, I think. uh, And you can find one-ups, a little Rad Spencer doll in, it seemed like more levels than in the NES one. Or maybe they were just easier to get. (laughs) And this game does have continues. Yes, and these are earned by, in the troop carrier scenes, there are some larger robots or... Sometimes you'll get one with like boats and you'll have to blow up a, a boat, but you can hold up to nine and you get probably two every time you go through one of those scenes. So it's pretty easy to fill those up. And then on top of that, there are passwords as well. Yes, a new addition, which is pretty cool. It's a pretty weird cool, password. But I was going to say it's a little weird. I was going to say that exact same thing. Yeah, it's it's similar to, say, a Mega Man, but where you it's have like a, a cross grid. between Castlevania 3 and Mega Man. Yeah, I will credit them to using circles, squares, and triangles instead of weird symbols. A little easier to draw, but I don't know why there are so many places in that grid. You know what I mean? The grid itself seems larger than necessary. Yeah, I agree. Um, you, you also, uh, lots of enemies, drop the bullets, the cartridge rounds, just like the other one that you use to power up, and at certain intervals, you extend your life meter by one. Oh, yeah. Although here, instead of starting with zero life meter, you start with three. That's so great. So that's pretty nice. And in a few spots, you can find a POW block, which will destroy all of the enemies on the screen. I did not see too many of these. I almost forgot about them. That's how few times I saw it. Yeah, same here. Nick, this is only a Game Boy game, but it is a Capcom Game Boy game. So what does the manual look like for this, quote, remake? Mm, Well, it's it's all right, I guess. Uh, (laughs) It is a 19 pages or a 19 page manual, uh, black and white, of course, Mm -hmm. with a few screens. Standard for Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, You do get one drawn picture of Rad, Rad Spencer, you know. Is that it? Because that's really what I wanted to know is what was the artwork situation in here? Well, much like the game, the, you know, the character art is very anime now. uh, Oh, it's, yeah. Which is kind of cool. And and you can see a a full picture of Rad in all of his. Rad uh, Spencer? That's the one, yeah. (laughs) What I love that name, by the way. Yeah, it's great. And and he looks in here, he looks a lot like, I would say, Vegeta. The body armor is very Dragon Ball. Oh, I could, I can see that a lot. (laughs) <laughs> but other than that, the only art you get is some weapons and items art where they you get a couple pictures of the guns. 
Mind okay. you, they don't tell you what they do, but get oh. the pictures. And do they explain like the situation with choosing your route and uh, stuff like that? Yeah, that's kind of the bulk of the of the manual, though. Is it's like you're in the helicopter, you can't fight enemies, you have to descend. Okay, it's the uh, DX3 I mean, turbocopter. By the way, that stuff confused me when I was a kid. You know, so I'm glad they did put the time in to explaining that. Especially back in you know what eighty seven or eighty eight when the original came out, there were no other games like that. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, it does a fine job of explaining your controls and stuff. Although I do wish that they would have mentioned the and, and you know I knew this from playing the first one where in any level if you press A, B, and start you can exit in case you have the wrong equipment. Right. That's not in this manual. So I was like, there was one where I brought the wrong gun, and at the very beginning you can't blow through that iron gate and, and you know i was okay, like what yeah. the heck? i knew there was a way to get out but i checked the manual and it had nothing to say so shame on them now this is a password game did they give you any place to write those passwords down no bummer and they do have a brief story although this is uh pretty much the same as the first one you're going to rescue super joe yeah i mean that's the thing is this is really just like the first one except for with a sci-fi skin over it instead of a world war ii-ish skin yeah yeah and here the bad guys are the derazy dukedom Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's about like they describe it as like we're about to mount an assault on this place. And we want you to go in and get Super Joe and some information out. And that's it. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Bionic Commando for the Game Boy? I, I didn't really have one. Um, <laughs> I uh, knew it existed and that was about it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I saw it on uh Recently on the 92 Nesters, so kind of thought maybe maybe it's worth a checkout. Yeah. Something tells me you'll be seeing a little, a, f- a few more of the games mentioned in some of the Nesters we've covered. <laughs> and this brings us to our more recent experience, Nick. Well, um, I beat this game. As did I. I, I think did. I I really marathoned this. I did it in two sittings. It's really not bad, especially compared yeah. to the first one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was a much, much, I, I was really like, oh man, I, I've put it off on accident. I had a lot going on, and I was like, I'm going to have to really buckle down and spend a couple hours barreling through this. And I got so far in my first playthrough, I was like, oh, I can just break this up into two chunks and and be done. Yeah, I think that uh, that was about the same here. I I had started kind of goofing around and playing it, and then, you know, I was like halfway through the the game in the first try. So I was like, well, all right, you know, we're getting somewhere. Uh, I did save state between levels just in case, but I did not need any any help in any way because like you said you start with more health yeah and if you remember how to play the first one you know all of the tactics you're going to need to go up against all the enemies in this one definitely and in the level design is easier here like not as much as expected of you and not until the very end yeah which which is all right you know right All right, folks, this is the general chat portion of our show. And I would just like to start by reiterating what you said earlier and that this version of Bionic Commando is anime as F. Yeah, all your your face portrait, all the enemies, like they're pretty cool. All the backgrounds, like the levels are even redesigned to be way more like sci-fi anime. Definitely, yeah. And you know what? I'm here for every moment of it. I love it. I think the design of this game is amazing. I love it. It looks cool. I like you. You have a nice, a nice small sprite that still yeah, manages. It's really perfectly balanced. I feel like. Yeah. Um. And I don't know if it's because of the screen size, but your your bionic arm, or or say level design, but your bionic arm feels like it's 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 got more range or Agreed. slightly more. You know. I feel like your sprite in this game is 
basically the biggest you can get on the Game Boy and still have a the perfect amount of movement space in the screen. Yeah, totally. I don't know. It's just like the, the that sweet spot. And your sprite's big enough to where your character has a lot of personality in it, almost more personality thanks to its redesign than the original Bionic Commando. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I mean, part of it is that cool anime hair. It looks nice, man. I like it. And you can, you can see it on the little sprite, so it looks cool. I like the the music in this game, too. It's pretty solid. Um, yeah, we've got some repeats from the from the NES version. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's definitely a little catchier, you know? Like, it doesn't have that military sound as the first one, which I did like, but here, it, it still sounds pretty good. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up was that, in addition to great music, great sprites, this game has some pretty fun backgrounds, uh, especially for the Game Boy. Yeah, you know, does a good job of, you know, your inside levels look high tech enough. There's not a lot of just blank screen there. Mm-hmm. They add just enough to give you the feel of where you're at. Yeah, cave uh, or what uh, what have you. Yeah, and I also really loved the explosions in this game. Yeah, they're pretty good. You only get like one or two that repeat, but there's some of the better explosions I've seen on the Game Boy. Yeah, totally. The only downside I have is that, you know, the game is fairly easy for the most part. And then at the very end, they do expect you to like double your skill level in swinging. Yeah, um, because the first game had a few grappling difficulty spikes, you know. Yeah. Yeah, most notably Area 6, where it's like you're going to have to do some some hard work with that grapple and master it before you can move on. And that's, you know, maybe a little shy of halfway through the game. So, yeah, they took that out here, thankfully, I think. But, but then at might. the very end, you have to grapple over nothing for a very long time well yeah there's a few grapple spots which yeah they are tough but it's last level so i don't mind as much no i mean it's just more of a nitpick um it wasn't a game breaker for me by any stretch of the imagination i feel that yeah and what did you think about the bosses in this version uh there's some slight variations yeah i like the the bosses are you know you still are attacking the the power core you know Mm mm-hmm and sometimes there's just enemies falling at you. The The power cores seem to take less to destroy. I, I noticed that as well. And then sometimes when you have an actual mini boss in there, which you do get a life meter for them. Yes. They're, I think they look cool. Um, they look great. They're And they mostly use pretty basic patterns that I was too dumb to figure out the first times I fought them. So Okay. Well, and I feel like, you know, in some ways, like the original, a good chunk of them, I'd say at least a third of them you can ignore. Yeah, because you don't have to fight them. You can no. just blow up the core. Exactly. And then and once you have the uh, grenade launcher, yeah, the, the core explodes so quickly that I feel like it's kind of a waste. I, I kind of wish they would have had like a force field up over the core. Like you got to fight the guy first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're they're pretty neat. I like the uh, uh, there's like the, the captain who has like bionic eyes or a little mask on over. Yeah, I love that guy. He looks also cool. super cool hair. And there is an extra character, the, what is it, General Ryle? Mm-hmm. Not in the NES one that you kind of hear about and encounter. Very anime, looks cool. Yeah, he is your anime-like villain counterpart. Yes, yes. This is it, folks. The level-by-level level portion of our show. And this game has a bunch of levels. How yeah, many, Nick? 17. That's a lot of levels. Yeah. And in every one of these levels, you swing around? Yeah. Um. You know, and again, much like the NES version, you kind of have your twofold goals here where you want to get to the communications room mm-hmm. with the appropriate communicator. 
and then to a boss room. Yeah, that will open the boss door. So sometimes you'll see that one shut, and then you got to go back. There's nothing worse than getting to the boss room with a shut door. Yeah. Most of the levels, it's that's kind of hard to do, but there are some tricky ones. And a lot of them are neutral levels as well. Yeah, that's true. And they're... So you're not fighting your way through those. No, and they're absolutely exactly the same here, all of them. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into it. All right. Well, and, you know, the levels in this game are also, are referred to as areas just as in the first game. Sure. Yeah. And uh, right away, the very first one, area one, is right in front of your turbocopter. And love that turbocopter. You got to. Yeah. And this this is a, you know, um, very similar to the first. It feels almost identical in, in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely slightly truncated. but Yeah. You don't have the lights in this one. Right, right, yeah, and you there's not a lot of those, you know, when you to have swing to swing across, across. which yeah. is good because that was one of the hardest parts of that game was trying to line up, especially when you had to grapple to the light, pull up on it, and then not fall off real quick. Yeah, yeah, you have to, yeah, but there's none of that here. It's it's very yeah. similar. You have a pretty easy outside battle. You go to your comm room, get inside. There's the same similar elevator trap. You fall down mm-hmm. and work now, your way back up to the boss room. In this first boss room, uh, you do encounter like a character. It's not just full of randos. Yeah, you get that like sergeant guy, and but, but he only again, takes. Is it just one hit to kill him, or is it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty easy, indeed. After that, you might want to make a quick stop by the neutral zone too. Pick up pack of smokes, a couple <laughs> beers. Yeah. Um. Just kidding. This is the future. You grab a new vape pen and <laughs> grab your jewel and move on. The jewel in your white claws and your. You're moving on. <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure. You need to get over to area three. That's your next uh, fighting area. Yeah, you'll need the flare from area two here. Yeah, it's in a cave. And it's a, it's a pretty simple cave, too, because it's, you know, you are grappling across a flat ceiling over spikes for parts. Some good grapple training right here. Yeah, but other than that, not, not a whole lot going on, really. No, the comms room is on your way to the boss. There is a one-up hidden at the very top, but it's pretty linear. Agreed. And this boss room does have a captain in it. I see. Easily dispatched. Indeed. Uh, you know, he's one of the ones that he's invincible from the front. So you got to shoot him from behind. Mm-hmm. Or if you can just get up in front behind him, you can go right for the core. Oh, right. Yeah. Usually what I do. Same. Uh, and then when you're done here, you get 10 cartridges and the wide range rifle. Yes. Which, you know, I definitely enjoy until I get the rocket launcher. But there is a neutral zone here. But I believe it's blocked off for now. I think you have to come back, the, the area 15, I think you come back later when you get the rocket launcher or permit. I think it's the rocket launcher. But either way, you move on to area four, which is another somewhat familiar area where, much like in the NES one, now you're in kind of a sewer and you'll have those like blobs that will carry you along the floor if they touch you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it does have a, a pretty linear route to the boss room. You pass right past the calm room so it's hard to miss yeah totally and it does have this is uh our first appearance of the return of those little jump spring pads oh yeah that taunt you and you're like man if i could just do this whenever i wanted oh the places i'd go and the boss in this one the the boss room has that robot Mm. the one that moves up and down and it shoots a a spread at you yes deadly foe but not too deadly (laughs) if you stay on the bottom i mean you can pretty much dodge all of its shots pretty easily uh, once sure, you defeat yeah. the core here, you do get 10 cartridges and the shield goggles. Which is hilarious. I like to imagine your I like to imagine Rad blocking it with his glasses like a bullet, like putting with his them in face. the face. 
After that, you can swing by area of neutral area five. I think that's where you get your second communicator. Yeah, you'll need it before you move on to area six. Yes. And six is broken up into two parts. It is. You have your comms room right away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You're moving along. Kind of looks like a train. Yeah. No, it's more of like a where. Either way. What's that weird looping one? Yeah, you hit your, you do your uh, comm room and then you'll move on to the second area, which is a little bit larger. Mm Mm-hmm. Nothing too crazy. You get some cool tubes in the background. And then once you're done with the second area, it brings you to the top of the first area again. Yeah, and then you kind of go backwards to the boss room. And this boss is a creature. No one will defeat this creature. You will be its first victim, you are told. (laughs) And it has like its own bionic commando arm with a claw on it. Yeah, it's pretty big. you got to shoot it in the head. That's the only hard part. Uh, The easy part is that if you stand in the right spot, on the platform across from it, it will never hit you. Yeah, I see this. I kind of had trouble with it the first times because I was just, I just kept like moving around it. You know what I mean? Like trying to get to the right of it and then popping off some shots into the power core, get hit and then repeat, which okay. is a foolish way to do it. I got to say. Yeah, just stand across from it and then take your time. You got to grapple to the ceiling and then fall and you can shoot it as you're falling from the ceiling. Yeah, for sure. Destroy it and you can move on. Well, most importantly, you get the grenade launcher. Oh, yes. It'll change your life, man. It will indeed. You might want to hit up the neutral zone we passed where you need the rocket launcher to get in. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember what you get from it, but it's nothing Something too cool. crazy. <laughs> it might be a comm. It might be a, a communicator. I wouldn't be surprised. But either way, you have to move to zone or area seven. Yeah. And it does have a little bit of a grappling fun here. Well, yeah. This Some one. big pits. You start where you have those like hooks hanging down you grapple across those off to over some pits there's some cool looking what appear to be huge battleships in the background yeah this has got some awesome uh backgrounds going on in this this area yeah yeah and then this is a a slightly trickier spot than we've had yet because you have to grapple your way up to the top of a larger room and then grapple across some hooks to the left yeah and it's kind of frustrating because if you fall you're probably going to have to do the whole loop over yes and hopefully you fall on the left half of the room because it's got a floor. Yeah. However, this area is in the same position on the map as the previous area six, which was the nightmare level where you had to, in the, in the NES, where you fling yourself off and you get that one chance to shoot that light. Oh, I hated that light and area. Jump over. So compared to that, this is nothing. Small yeah. potatoes. Exactly. Well, and the boss of this area is another captain who calls in a ton of guys. Oh, uh, and those are the best, the easiest. Indeed. They are not hard. It's just, you know, make sure you take your time to move out of the way when they all fall down or fly down to you. Mm-hmm. And once you've defeated it, you get the leg armor. Well, hot dog. And then our next true level or area is area eight. There is a neutral zone nine down here. You can also visit. You can if you'd like. Area eight might seem a little familiar to people who have played the NES version because this is a one of the tower levels you have to climb and then hop off. It's all vertical. Yeah. But here you don't have those moths that you had to deal with before. It's it's much shorter and more forgiving. Like Way easier, way easier. Yeah, so it doesn't require too much to get to the top of the tower. And then on the inside, you're just kind of snaking around fighting soldiers until you... Yeah, you work your way to the top. Uh, the comm room is right on the way. And when you get to the top, you get to fight Ryle. Oh, the first appearance of Ryle. Yeah, Wiseman and Ryle are there. Yeah, and, you know, again, both very anime-looking people. 
Ryle kind of looks bionic, I think. Mm -hmm. And Ryle jumps around. Uh, Your best bet is just to stay on the bottom level. And when they jump down, shoot away. I don't remember it being very hard. No, no. (laughs) Uh, Blast away that power core. And you get your learner's permit. Well, you get a permit. Yeah, the permit. I think you need that to get into area nine, the neutral zone. So you can hop back and do that if you like. But... You'll probably, or eventually, you're going to need to move on to Area 10. Oh, the big confusing level. Yes, this is a weird one. There, I don't think there's a precedent for this in the previous game. Um, No, there was a, a, a similar level with yeah. all the tanks in it. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I, But here, you start off in a city, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then once you move into the actual building, I guess, the fortress, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, there are one, two, three, four, five main areas that have doors in them that loop around. Yeah, yeah. Because, well, at, at the, I'm not sure if it's right at the beginning, but there is the point where you get captured. Oh, yeah. You're put in a jail and then uh, a jail cell. And then you have to navigate these weird uh, passageways with only your bionic weapon. Yes. Which is pretty tricky because there are these like camera looking laser guns that you that move up and down on walls. You in the but they're also your platform, so you have to kind of grapple your way on top of them, let them lift you up and grapple off, which can be tricky when you're going from laser to laser. And you're not looking for the boss room yet. You're really trying to find the weapons room. Yeah. Because once you get in there, you get your weapons back. Yeah, it, it um this was a level that wasn't really super hard. It just took me a while because you basically will be stuck in a loop and then eventually you'll realize where you need to go. Yeah, but it's a really cool concept. I like, you know, this was a really clever uh, idea to have. Yeah, it just felt like there was a little more going on here, you know? It's nice to have a little variety to spice up the action. Definitely, definitely. Now, the boss of Area 10 is another one of those captains that is invincible from the front. Ah, uh, yes. But at this point, you have so much health, you can just take a hit from him, run through him, and go blow up the core. Which is normally, that's kind of my default tactic anyways. It's like, just get I think the core. This is when they start introducing the turret gun as well, I think. From the ceiling? Yeah. Oh, you mean on the power core? Yep. Yeah, I got you. You can blow those up if uh, you get up there. But, I mean, what's the point? That it's, core takes so few hits. Yeah, it's it's not really worth it. No. So, having defeated Area 10, you now have access to... A few different zones, but you might want to cruise down to neutral zone 11, where someone there will tell you, like... It's probably the Romulans. It's the Romulans. Doggone it. No. You got to go. You're in the uh, you're in the neutral zone. You're not allowed to be. No, but um, someone in area 11 tells you, like, hey, they have nukes or something at area 12. You need to go stop that. Yeah. So you head there, and this is a, a more original style level, I think, for this game as well, where you're kind of in a big mountain... With some caves, you know, you have to fall down and work your way around. And this is another ramp up in your grapple skill use. Definitely, because, you know, you're going across the bottom above pits, and then eventually you'll get up to this section where you, you know, the, the, the outside of this mountain area makes a loop, and part of it is just a gradually ascending ceiling, you know, and you have to, you, you have to figure out how to, to make those grapples here. Yeah, and the very final grapple you need to get, there's like a, a room with inside like a little ledge cave area, and I did have some trouble getting into that. Yeah. And then when you get to the end, you hear about the albatross. 
Yeah, this is, you know, which is familiar from the first game, but this is the first time we've heard that word here. Indeed. And you do have, this is the comm room that has a trap set for you in it. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's that's not hard to deal with. But the end is a, a captain that has a big machine gun. Oh, yeah. So watch out for that, man. It's not really any harder than the other captains, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> Right, which you I take out like. the core. They're just dudes, you know, you just blow them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you take out the core and you get the Vulcan. Yeah, which is one of the, you know, somewhat useful. But I think that's when you can head back to, after you beat this, you head back to Neutral Zone 11 and talk mm-hmm. to the fella who told you about the nukes. And then I think he tells you about the secret passages between routes 11 and 9 and, or Neutral Zones 11 and 9 and 14 and 15. All right. Which, yeah, no big whoop, really. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, um, then you can move on to Area 13. Pretty standard area. It's just Grapple City. It definitely is. Um, But again, not as bad as any ones we've seen in the NES one. Now, you will need that Vulcan to destroy the Iron Wall at the beginning of uh, this level. Yes, this was where I I got stuck. Okay. Before when I realized, I was like, okay, you've still got the AB start. So you got that going on. At the end of this area is another fight with Ryle. Oh, right. Yeah. But if you have the the Vulcan, you can just take care of it real quick, run up to the core, stand underneath it, and destroy it almost instantly. Mm, beautiful. And this is where you find Super Joe. Yeah, who he's pretty cool looking too. He's like got his little goatee and stuff. Mm-hmm. He lets you know they're building a floating fortress that's docked in Area 16. But a man named Destroyer keeps weapons in Area 14. Yes, which is a neutral zone. So you want to go and talk to him. And Destroyer, much like Destroyer 3 <laughs> on the NES, will give you the machine gun, M83A. And if you're like me, you'll never even equip it. But you've got it. Well, this is where there's the secret passage over to area, between areas uh, 14 where we are and 15, which we passed in the beginning. So Yeah, and that's how you get the Delta receiver? Yes. And okay. the secret passage is pretty cool because unlike the... Other ones, it's actually underground. You've got like crates and these big like gun turrets these guys are in. Pretty cool. They do look awesome. They are not hard though. No. Uh, then you make your way over to 16, is it not? It is 16. Another very large and segmented map. Yes. And this map is, you know, uh, not as much super hard grappling, but you are going to have to deal with a lot of vertical uh, movement and a huge area with spikes at the bottom. Yeah, it's it's very grapply. We'll see a lot of like obnoxious enemies, like the guys on their own grapple that move up and down opposite you. Mm, I don't like those guys. They're the worst. No, they, I, I hated them before and I hate them again. Well, you get to the boss of this area and the boss will let you know that you're too late. The albatross has already taken off. No. And he will smash you just like I will smash the federal states. Yeah, the FF core. And this is one of the few f- boss fights where the core won't uh, get hurt until you defeat the boss. Yeah, that's right. And he's uh, jumping around, running around, but there's also that turret to take care of. He has a claw. Which is not cool. No. It will hit you when you're above him. Yeah, so it's all about destroying that gun first and then moving on to him. For sure. So after defeating them, that will reveal the final area, area 17, which is the albatross itself. And it's pretty cool looking. Yeah, and this is a big... Uh, you know, you, you see it floating on the map, and then when you go there, it's it's a it's a pretty cool little kind of intro where you're standing outside, and Super Joe tells you, I'll go for the bridge. You destroy the engine. You're, like, on the deck of it. You can see some planes in the background flying. Pretty cool. Yeah, very impressive. And this level is huge. Definitely, yeah. The second room is just a mega grappling challenge, kind of. Oh, it sure is. 
You'll see the electrified floors make an appearance here. The very final stretch where you're grappling to the bottoms of these various heights of pillars. Uh, it's awful. It's one of the tougher parts, yeah. Yes. It's weird because it, it like tricks you. You think you have to hit every one of these pillars, but you don't. No. You know, so, yeah. But not too shabby. And then, and then you he, find out. Yeah, I think that, this is where you fight Ryle, right, after that? Yeah, you find out Ryle has been regenerated. Yeah, Ryle is back and better than ever. Yeah, it's actually a, a little bit harder this time. Well, yeah, because this is where Ryle will, you know, move up and down shooting at you and then sometimes turns into what looks like a jet and flies at you. Yeah, I mean, it's like a two-stage fight as well. The first part is she looks like she's in jet armor. Yeah. And every once in a while does like a, a dash at you. And that part's not too hard. It's the second form where she's just like in full-on jet mode. Yeah, moving around. It's it took me a minute to get the patterns. Once you do, it's it's really not bad if you don't try to get greedy and hit too much too fast. You know, just be patient. And once once Ryle is defeated, this is a hilarious reveal where Ryle's like, "I was actually an ex bionic commando, and I was just waiting for someone to come beat me to stop the albatross after joining Wiseman." Or it, like, it doesn't quite make sense. And she's also told you the albatross's secret weapon will destroy the world. Yeah. That's so I feel good. like those are in, incongruent. Like you can't be both. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, um, Ryle has been defeated, and now you you find yourself on the bottom of the albatross when you have to grapple across to the right, dodging Ugh. some fire jets. I did not like this part either. Yeah, this one is, it can be tricky depending on the timing of those fire jets, like waiting for them to get and swing under. Once you get past those, there's only four of them. Once you get past those, you get to a door with some medicine on the outside. Pretty nice. You go through that door and you find Wiseman. Yeah, he talks some trash to you. That's true. He says, you got this far, kid, but you'll go no further. You are nothing but an infant compared to the power of the albatross. And then he turns and wait, in. Oh, sorry. Uh, and you say, my favorite is, you cannot escape, wimp. <laughs> you call this guy a wimp. And after he sheds a few tears, he then reveals his real form is like a giant robot skeleton. Yeah, it's pretty awesome looking. You know, it's it's pretty big and it has like separate moving hands that will try to smash you. But you must also use them as your platforms to shoot it in the head. Yeah, And you can grapple onto the hands as well. Yeah, just uh, don't be under them when they come down. No, I thought this boss was actually fairly easy once you get the taste of the pattern and you realize that you should just always dodge the, the the shots from the head yeah yeah i mean sometimes the hands will both get too close to the head it's like you kind of want to lure them out a bit but yeah uh, pretty pretty simple uh, once you've defeated that boss you leave the room and you meet up with super joe yeah you're in a hallway and this is where he gives you the sapds and tells you to go stop wiseman from getting out in the escape pod and this is pretty much the same as you know shooting hitler in the head from in a helicopter Although I thought this was easier. I got it on my second try. Yeah. There is no head explosion, sadly. Nope. He does say, uh, my dream. <laughs> but then you get a warning that the albatross is now out of control. You have 60 seconds before explosion. Yes. So you have a, a grapple shaft. You got to get up as fast as you can, which would be very easy, except for the fact there is one of those grapple bots on the way up. Um the first time I got here, I was super mad because I did not have enough. Like, I was like, I'll just take a hit and go past him. And I couldn't. I didn't have enough life. So I had oh. to do it all over. Like, it sucked. And he's right at the One, end. It's it's very easy to get to the top in time. It is. It's going to be excluded. Uh, once you get to the top, you get a little cut scene where someone's like, we got to get out of here. And they're like, but Rad and Super Joe are still inside. 
Yeah, you get a couple faces, I think. Or are they supposed to be like your teammates or something? I, I don't yeah. remember seeing them before, really. No, I don't either. Uh, and then you and Joe have like a little moment where you're like, we did it. We saved the world. And they're like, we're coming for you in our helicopter. Yeah. And you grab a hold of Super Joe in your arm and grab onto the bottom of the helicopter with your other and get whisked away as it explodes. Yeah. Well done. You get to see the albatross disintegrate in the background. Pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Indeed. This is it, the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. I gave this game a 4.0. Hey, me too. Uh, while not all of the songs are like the best in the world, the music is all really good, and the graphics I loved. I loved I loved the graphics and the characters. Yeah, all around, I think it's a great uh, use of Game Boy screen space. You know what I mean? The sprites are well-sized, everything I like to see from a Game Boy title. Exactly. Next up is Play Control, and I gave it a 3.5. I went with a 4.0, but I can see that. Like it's, I could see your 4.0. So I'm, I was on the fence. Well, I, I do think it, it feels a little, again, probably the level design, but it's not as demanding as the original. So, oh, for sure. You know, I, I did like that about it. Uh, it does feel a little slower, I thought, with your movement and shooting. But yeah, first, again, that, that as well. I hate to say it, but there's just an inherent awkwardness of getting used to Bionic Commando's controls, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, whenever you're scrolling along, you, you, you want to jump so bad. And it especially makes it like this forbidden fruit. Yeah. All right, following that is Challenge Factor. I gave this a 2.5. Yeah, I was really torn, and uh, I gave it a 2.0. I, okay. I mean, I just feel like you. there's only a couple spots in this game that are really hard. Mm -hmm. And those are all involved awkward swinging areas. Yeah, yeah. And beyond that, it's like there's lives. You can get lots of continues. There's a password system. Yeah. And it's and again, like we, we've said a few times, but it, it's not asking as much of you. So it really translates to a much milder bionic experience. And finally, we have theme and fun. I give this a 4.5. So did I. OK, I love the futuristic anime aesthetic. Um, I think it fits really well into this game. Uh huh. And it's got all of the fun parts of the original without a lot of the hassles. Yeah, it's very true. Um, I, I I think I might still like the original a little better, but a lot of that might be nostalgia because this game really, it's got a lot of everything that the first one had, you know? Agreed. So then, Nick, I ask you, as I always do at the end of each show, should you play this game? I think it's worth a look, man. It might be the Bionic Commando for the masses that were turned off by by the grapple, you know, the yeah. originals. In fact, if you were, if you thought the first Bionic Commando was too hard, check this one out. Uh, more importantly, if you've never played a Bionic Commando and you don't care about graphics as much, check this one out first, I think. It would, I feel like this could ease you into the Bionic Commando world. If you play a couple levels of this one and you really like it, then try the Nintendo one. Yeah, for, yeah, I agree 100%. That's, uh, 
it, it is a good uh, entry level bionic <laughs> yeah commando game my biggest complaint is i wish it wasn't as much of a remake of the first one yeah because it is so much fun like i wish that it was like a whole new set of everything and that way it could exist as a whole separate entity yeah, I know what you mean, because there are certain things about Bionic Commando on NES that aren't that hot. And and this kind of still has them where it's like you get these guns and you don't really care because you have the rocket launcher. You know, certain things I think could be tweaked to make it a little more something. I don't know. But definitely, you know, if you've never played this one and you do like the franchise or you're interested, I would say check it out. Next week's game will be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 for the NES. That is the arcade game we all wish we had gotten in Ninja Turtles 1. Yes. So find a copy of that game, grab your controllers, and play along any way you can, friends. That's right. And if you want to get a hold of us for any reason whatsoever, there's plenty of great ways to do it. One of which is cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Good old email. Yeah, maybe uh, Bionic Commando Elite Forces is your favorite. And you want to tell us about it. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to hear about it. Or maybe your favorite is that uh, remake they did on Xbox 360. That was pretty awesome, too. Yeah, there's actually more. You can jump in that one. Yeah. The, yeah. Mm, mm. I know. But, you know, Good you can stuff. also find us on uh, Facebook at Cartridge Command or the Twitterverse at Cart Command, where we let you know when new shows drop. Or you can just drop us a line. We love to hear from all of you. Yeah, always. Any lines. Give us a line. We'll take a fishing line, <laughs> clothesline, any kind of line, line you want to cast our way. But, you know, we have, must go out of our way every week to thank those awesome people that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is their financial support that makes this show possible. They pay for our hosting fees, for any equipment we need, uh, all that fun stuff. Yeah, they're the real lines. They are. Uh, without them, I mean, not only we, we couldn't jump, we couldn't even grapple. We'd be out of line. We would. <laughs> almost as bad as the, uh, almost as out of line as that comment. Oh, gosh. Now, seriously, thank you all so very much. And uh, if you do love the show or even just like it, consider giving us some of your money. We'd really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, if you do already give, thank you. Thank you. And if you don't consider giving, we'd love to expand the Cartridge Command Empire. And we can only do so with your help. So thank you all very, very much. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game on. After this, we're going to set up a, a giant sheet of corrugated plastic that I've got measurements marked out on, and we're going to test the velocity and height of our disc shooter, Mythbuster oh. style. Oh, sweet. So it's super powerful, possibly too powerful, but hey. That's awesome. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Get like your pizza thrower going there. It's basically what it is. Like we are, oh my God, that's what we're building this year. We're building a pizza thrower. In fact, I gotta, I'm got i going to look up the schematics for the pizza thrower now. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm sending that out to the kids. <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> you got me all excited now thinking about the pizza thrower. How can you not get excited? It's truly one of the greatest gifts to children from Toy Kind. Mm, uh, agreed. <laughs>